The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them and everybody else in between. Kicking it. Thanks to Teddy Covers for stepping up and in with us. Uh, Julio, Julio Rosario will join us uh, from the Windy City, our Windy City Sports Report. Let's rip on the Cubs for screwing us uh, here tonight. Absolutely uh, screwing us. Um, dear God, I have a lot of idiots that follow me on Twitter. This guy. And I got to say, too, I don't want to take any pot shots, but a lot of you seem to live in Alberta. Uh, this guy, Flame Fan. <laughs> Like, anybody cares, like, Flame fan. Like, well, you guys haven't been relevant in, like, what, 38, you know what I mean? Flames. Man, like, there's nothing more, like, obnoxious than these Canadian hockey fans. It really is crazy. Like, it's, like, blowing up. Like, as soon as the Canadians lost, I saw this morning on Twitter, it turned into, um, turned into, oh, the Canadians won't make the playoffs next year. It's like, we saw Big Will in our chat last night. I like Big Will. It's like, bro, yeah, uh... You're a Leaf fan, Big Will. Like, honestly, I don't want to be a jerk or anything, but Leaf fans' opinion when it comes to hockey is like Backstreet Boys fans when it comes to music. What do you guys know? You never watch a playoff series in your life that you won. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the big, like, oh, yeah, Leafs? And, like, the West Coast guys, Vancouver, the Canuck fans are cool. There's not that many of them, right? They're not mouthy. They just do their thing. They rip their own team. They mind their own business. Oiler fans, Oiler fans are just like, you know, whatever. You guys had Gretzky there, I'll give you that and stuff. So, yeah, you, you did have a little bit of, you had a tradition. I'm going to give you that. Calgary is like, whatever. I saw, honestly, and, you know, no offense to any of our fans in Calgary, but I saw in my elevator, they had like a thing popped up. There was like ads. It popped up and said, go to Calgary for $79. And I just thought to myself, why? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I saw that. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, 79 bucks, huh? I was like, yeah, I'd rather not. 
<laughs> Nothing personal, like I said. I've actually been to Calgary before and I liked it, but you guys seem to you guys seem to be getting dumber now as the time passes. And I just call it like it is. If you want to hate me, hate me. I don't care. Um, so hey, nothing but Wednesday night in the NBA besides DeAndre Ayton. Right? Like we said earlier, DeAndre Ayton sucks. Terrible player. Overrated. That's what Twitter. Light it up. <laughs> Light it up. Uh, as I stated, man, the level of stupidity, it just gets more and more. But it's my own fault. It really is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't read this stuff. I shouldn't look at it. It's like cable news. I cut cable news out of my life. The next thing is social media. The only things I'll do on social media is pimp my product. That's what it's there for. Let's roll! Attention! Let's go! It's level two. Late night air match for Crash Out at 2 a.m. Radio Affiliates. The Phoenix Suns, one step closer to their first ever NBA title. And I got to tell you what, a little bit concerned right now about Devin Booker. <laughs> hey, Devin, chill out, bro. Uh, you're coming on pretty hot here right now as far as like the MVP is concerned. I'm not, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned, but I'm just acknowledging that uh, Devin Booker is, like, killing it right now. This kid is lighting it up. He's, he's doing some special things. It's funny because he wasn't an all-star. But, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be an all-star. He's about to be an NBA champion. And, oh, yeah, he's going to be a gold medalist, too, in a couple of weeks as well. I want to get to this, actually. Uh, ben Simmons. So, we don't know about Ben Simmons. And, you know, I don't rip a lot of players and stuff because I just see, like, losers on Twitter ripping people all the time. I'll rip coaches, referees, whatever, programs. But, you know, I don't like saying that players suck. If you're in the NBA, you don't suck, right, obviously. But the thing with Ben Simmons is you're the biggest waste of talent and underachiever, like, in the history of the NBA. And you cost your team, like, you. they lost because of you. You figure you have some responsibility for that, right? So what did he say after? I am, I am who I am. It is what it is. Oh, that's a reassuring. So then he says, though, Right? He's tweeting pictures of himself, and he says, I'm going to play for Australia in the Olympics. Australia have a decent team. Like, they have a chance to medal and stuff, this team. Right? So what better way to redeem yourself after a crap-ass performance in the postseason in which you wouldn't even dunk a basketball when you had an opportunity to, right? I don't know. Go to the Olympics, play against other NBA players, play well, win a medal, redeem yourself, build up your stock, um, you know, trade, um, value a little bit. You know, there was a lot, a lot of pluses to playing in the Olympics. Not to mention, you know, every the, the, the last time he didn't play in the Olympics too, because he said he wanted to work on his game. And you remember, a couple of days later, he uh, he caused a stake at a casino in Australia working on his game. So he wanted to work on his game after sucking with the Sixers. Doesn't play for his national team, and there he is at Wimbledon making out with chicks in the stands. You're just a clown, bro. You're bigger. You're your clown. You're a bigger clown than Andy Dick. At least he's funny. I thought, you know what, maybe if you care and stuff like that, you can be rehabilitated. You just don't care. You don't care. I wouldn't trade a, trade a bag of Nikes for you. Bring it. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Berenci. Kick it. It's the Thursday night uh, throwdown. Thanks to Teddy Covers for joining us. We'll bring in uh, Julio Rosario in a second uh, here. Windy City Sports uh, Report. Just talking about Ben Simmons. And didn't get a lot of run here. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot, of little, a lot of little sort of smaller stories that have been flying under the radar. But as I stated, if you are... If you are, dude, like your your reputation is the worst. Like Andrew Wiggins looks like Jerry West next to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like your reputation as far as not caring and like, you know, I am what I am. It is what it is. I'm gonna work on my game. The thing is, as we stated, he stiffed Australia last Olympics. He said he was gonna play. And then he said, no, I got to work on my game. And what worked on his game meant was getting wasted and causing an uproar about not getting in uh, to a casino. And he cried racism and stuff. And it turned out that whatever, it was a dress code thing. Him and his buddies came in, whatever. And it was like a James Bond type casino. So it wasn't like not going to Hooters Casino in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So he, uh, whatever, dude. It's always something with this guy. So here he is in Australia. Fan slam Ben Simmons for skipping Olympics to work on his game. Only just being kissing his new girlfriend at Wimbledon. Ben Simmons slammed by fans. Um, after the dismal display in the playoffs, the 24-year-old Australian uh, said he would uh, be representing his, uh, his team. All right, so uh, now he's bailed. Said a focus on individual skill development. Bro, you've already worked on your own individual skills enough. Right? Yeah, that's the, he, he doesn't even hide it. Focus on individual. Yeah, individual skills of what? You know what I mean? Of what? How many chicks you can do? Like, you know, at, in London? You're a disgrace. You're an embarrassment. You really are, bro. Like, oh, whatever, dude. Like, I'm not even Australian and I'm insulted. Um, here's, uh, here's Australian fans on Twitter. As an Aussie, I think Ben Simmons electing not to play for a national team under the guise of offseason improvement of being seen smooching at Wimbledon is a kick in the guts for us uh, over here. Uh, ben Simmons couldn't turn up for Australian Olympics. Rocks up to the Olympics. What a drag. Uh, yeah, people, uh, I wonder what his Boomer's teammate think of this after. Uh, yeah, there's Patty Mills. Patty Mills played. So, so what I don't understand is, though, so get this. Devin Booker, Devin Booker is in the finals right now. This guy's going to go right to Tokyo after. Win or lose, he's in. Right to Tokyo after. Kevin Durant is playing. Bradley Beal is playing. Jason Tatum is playing. I don't know, Ben Simmons, have you ever heard of Damian Lillard before? Damian Lillard is 82 million times better than you'll ever be. He's playing. Why? 
because it's an honor to play for your country in the Olympics. Number two, because it's a, it's an honor to be, you're one of the best players in the world. That's what it means. When you're playing. Like, if you're Ben Simmons, like, you should say, man, I sucked in the playoffs, man. But you know what? I'm going to go home to play in the Olympics, man. I'm going to play the best basketball I ever played, man. And you know what? People are going to forget about I'm going to win a medal with this team. And people are going to forget about what I, you know what I mean? And my stock's going to go up. Instead, he just doesn't care. He just doesn't care. It's an embarrassment. Uh, traitor, coward. Uh, one uh, Aussie tweets at Ben Simmons. I like this. How's this going to be different than all the previous off-seasons where Ben's skills development has led to absolutely nothing? Cut the beach. Uh, cue the beach picks from the Bahamas, another one wrote. As I stated, you're an embarrassment to Australia. And I'm not even Australian. Uh, Big Card Julio steps up and in. He's not Australian either. And uh, I know you're, you're disgusted. <laughs> What's going on, Julio? I don't know if you're you know, disgusted. What's going on, Julio? If, if I if I were a super athlete, if I if I had if I won the Gene Olympics at birth, I would play for my national team. I think it's a huge honor in any sport, in any competition, to represent your country. It's funny you talk about Ben Simmons. The feed I was watching the NBA Finals tonight was the Australian feed, and Ben Simmons was uh, on a commercial for uh, Four and Twenty, the meat pies. The legendary meat pies company down in Australia. It was a non-speaking uh, commercial, and you know I don't think Ben Simmons will be making many uh, commercials down under for the Olympics, mate. He plays like a meat pie. I tell you what, I'd rather, you know, rather have a meat pie. You know, I think for uh, the Olympic basketball, I'm excited for. I, I want to get. I, I'm starting to watch more uh, international basketball with my association with the G League, and covering some of these like camps, these youth camps. My goodness, Australia is an outstanding country. We've already seen the fruits of their labor. And the next wave of Aussies that are going to come to the NBA are going to be even better than Ben Simmons could even imagine. So I think for this Boomer squad in this Olympics, I think they're going to do well. I think I saw a bet 365. They're 18 to 1, so what the third favorite to win outright in the Olympics. I wouldn't be surprised if they cover a, a couple of games in the Olympic tournament. Well, they're going to do more than cover. They're 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 medalist contenders. Oh, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they have. They're, they're, that's the thing. If you're Ben, if you're Ben Simmons, you're an idiot because you got a chance to play with good players. And the the Australian roster is uh, Aaron Baines, Aaron Baines and the Raptors, who actually sucks. Matthew Dellavedova, Dante Exum, uh, Josh Green, Joe Ingles, Patty Mills. Uh, Matisse Tybal, you got some players like that's like you know what I mean. They're 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 going to be a very dangerous team. They're a competitive team. Like they're definitely definitely medalist uh, contenders. This team and Ben Simmons could have helped them, even though Ben Simmons doesn't score. And his, Ben Simmons' game could have translated well into the international game uh, as well. So Aaron Baines, Raptors, Matthew Dellavedova, of course. Uh, Cleveland, Dante Axum, Houston. I've always liked Dante Axum, but he never really turned into what we hope. Josh Green, Joe Ingles. They've got a couple other guys. Nick Kay, like locals. Uh, Chris Golding. So how many guys from the league made it, actually, from the NBL? So Jock Landale, center on Melbourne. And uh, Chris Golding, Melbourne, made it as well. Got, and Brisbane. You got, two guys from the, you got two guys from the Euro League. I think I saw a kid from... Uh, Redstale, Belgrade, and another from a Real Batiste 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's Nick K. Yeah, they got uh, Nathan Solby from from Brisbane. Australia's a good team. The U.S. roster is is pretty solid. It's not like the star. It's not like because the, the other guys have already done it. The tradition gets passed on, right? So that's the thing. It's time for the new generation to step up. So the United States roster is Bam out of Bam out of Bio, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Jeremy Grant, good for Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant made the team. Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum. Many others turned declined and uh, turned them down. But Steph, you know what's interesting? Steph Curry's never played for the Olympic team. I don't know, like, what his deal is. Like, why? I don't know. Like, they must have slighted him before or something. <laughs> I find that interesting that Curry, Curry was like, no, nah, I'm good. Um, so we mentioned Australia. And, um, you know, Argentina guys are normally – Argentina are good because a bunch of dudes you never heard of, but they play together and stuff. But they're not quite as good as they used to be. You know, you got Germany, you got Iran, you got Italy, you got Japan. There's a lot of, like, non-contenders here, right? Spain, basically your contenders. The U.S. are the team to beat. Um, U.S. are the team to beat. And FanDuel has odds up right now already. Uh, minus 750. Um, but it's the other. The question is, who are they going to play, right? That's, that's what it comes down to. And as of right now, me personally, I'm leading with France, guys. I'm leading with France. And for the record, you can tell Julio by the odds. So, USA are minus 750. Australia are plus 1,200 to win gold medal. Spain are 17 to 1. France are 23 to 1. So, they think Australia is going to the gold medal game. That's what an idiot Ben Simmons is. That's what an idiot this guy is. Think about that. Bring it. You're the first 24-hour... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So many memories, so many players, so many teams, so many great matchups, so many possibilities. Now are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Welcome to the bullpen, Derek. Hello. Hi. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, It's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey ring. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. Well, what are the rules? I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Great. <laughs> Level two. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Marancy. Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, Windy City Sports Report. We're going to get into some soccer. Julio likes to lay it down. Matias is fired up for Argentina and uh, Brazil. Of course, we got England and Italy. I'm fired up. Oh, it's a great weekend. We got a lot of stuff. We got the UFC as well. 
Um, I can't wait for the basketball tournament. TBT starts uh, in nine days right now. We're fired up about that. Basketball's not coming to an end. It's just getting started. And this Olympic stuff's going to be real fun. Got some real good teams. And just quickly, I brought up France. And France aren't quite as deep as some of these other teams. But... You got to remember, too, there's no goaltending in, um, in international basketball, right? So, how many, how many, um, how many blocks do you think Rudy Gobert is going to get? <laughs> like, like, dude, Rudy Gobert is going to be the best defensive player in the damn Olympics, all right? And they're just going to plan his ass there. It's different rules. They're good. More physical. Like, more, yeah. more of a physical uh, competition, too. Well, uh, it depends on the refs, right? It's, I don't know. It's the, the three-point line's closer. It's, it's, it's weird, right? It depends on the refs, Julio, and how they call it, right? But it is a different style of basketball. And, you know, these international teams that play together a bit, they get it a little bit more. They A lot of ball movement and stuff. But if you look at France, guys, Nicolas Batum, Rudy Gobert, Evan Fournier, Frank Nicolina, Nando DiColo, um, Albasi, uh, Timothy Lawawu from uh, from the Brooklyn Nets. Like they've got some guys. That can, like they're not deep, but that's another thing too. The games are shorter, right? They're only forty minutes these games, right? Like I think they're forty minutes, right? Aren't they? It's ten minutes a quarter type deal. So you don't really have to be that deep. Like they, these guys can all play all the time. Like they've that's that's a, that they've got like good players on the court. Like, you know, at all times. You got Evan Fournier, Rudy Gobert, Nicholas Batum, uh, Lawawu, Nicolina on the court. That's an NBA team right there, you got. You know, and Gabe, as we, as we, as we talk aloud about this Olympic tournament and just think ahead to what the market and FanDuel will offer, you'd have to imagine that the, Amer- the games in which Team USA plays, their spread is going to be quite inflated. Especially if they play a team like France. So, so well, France is one of the contenders. Wild. It'll be inflated against Nigeria. They play right, Nigeria right. So on it, Saturday. So it might be wise to maybe steer clear from laying points. And if the if the prop markets are a little bit more readily available, might might take a stab at some of these props instead of the spreads, just because they may be a little bit inflated as the early round matchups continue. And look. Can Chris Middleton? The money is. Uh, yeah, the money ahead. is, Julio. The money is. You got to bet against the USA. Yeah, yeah you bet, that's the whole thing. The USA are going to be way overinflated in every game, right? So, and I've made a lot of money betting against the U.S. teams over the years. These aren't the dream teams, and these teams don't have a ton of chemistry, right? You're taking a bunch of NBA guys and dropping them, and it seems like, yeah, yeah. Listen, the U.S. is the team to beat, and they're going to win, but. They have some moments over the past years. Like there's been some moments, man. People will sleep on these teams, but like I'll tell you what, like when the USA plays Australia, they'll be like minus seventeen and a half type thing, right? Like you, know what I mean, like when they play, it'll be interesting actually. Like they play their first game against Nigeria on Saturday. It's a it's a warm up game, exhibition game, but there'll be a point spread for it. So they're playing Nigeria. The U.S. is probably going to be, Julio, minus, I'm thinking anywhere between minus 38.5 to 42.5. I think it's going to be that big. Like, if you remember, if you go back to the original Dream Team, and I remember, 
And remember, people were mad, actually, at the time. And it was a great team and stuff. You had Barkley, Jordan, like, uh, Bird, <laughs> Magic Johnson, right? Like, it was too much. Patrick Hugh, it was, like, it was overkill. But uh, who the hell did they beat? It wasn't Zimbabwe. They beat the crap out of an African nation team. Like, really badly. And people were kind of like, that wasn't cool type thing. And I remember they were 58.5-point favorites in the game. <laughs> You imagine, Julio? Got to lay 58 and a half points in a 40-minute game. You imagine that? Nah, that's <laughs> that's not a sweat I'd like to partake in. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not a chance. The uh, Team USA this time around, it's what, France, Iran, and the Czech Republic. So at least in two of the three, the lines are going to be in, incredibly inflated. And if Chris uh, USA, right? <laughs> yeah, if Chris, if Chris Middleton, if he doesn't show up in his NBA Finals, hopefully he has a redemption tour in uh, in the Olympics. Uh, my biggest question for you, Gabe, going into the next couple of games in the NBA Finals with Dario Saric out for the Suns, that leaves what Frank the Tank Kaminsky as the number two back backup for the Phoenix Suns. No one in their right minds wants to see Frank Kaminsky in the NBA Finals. In, in in decent minutes. So if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, for goodness sakes, get DeAndre Ayton, in, at least in the early foul trouble, to try to change the lineups, see if Phoenix goes smaller, and try to attack. I mean, the second quarter tonight was sort of their kryptonite, but I'm watching the game tonight wondering, why aren't you attacking inside more? Why isn't DeAndre Ayton in, in a little bit more foul trouble? And why aren't you trying to get Frank Kaminsky into the game? That's a good point. You know what? Shout out to Tony Finn, who was on Game Time Decisions. Julio, I don't know if you heard him tonight, but uh, Tony Finn was on with us, and he said, Tory Craig, Tory Craig, Tory Craig. And he was bang on. Uh, he said, when, when, when now with, with Sarge out, Tory Craig's going to get the minutes, and he's the biggest guy on the team now. And, and Mark Jackson brought it up, and he said, yeah, watch for Tory Craig. And Tory Craig's over under tonight, Julio, was four and a half points. And um, I don't know, how many points did he finish with? Like, a hell of a lot more than four and a half. Uh, he, he, he hit, uh, he, how many threes did he hit? Like, uh, let's see, Torrey Craig. Oh, no, not a hell of a lot more. So, I said he hit a lot of threes. I saw the two threes that he hit. <laughs> he finished with six points, Julio. I'm telling you, I like Milwaukee. Let's see if there's any line movement since, uh, since last time we checked in. Uh, it was three and a half. Let's see. Still three and a half, 222 and a half total here right now. I wanted to ask you, Julio, you know, you do the Windy City Bulls about uh, Jalen Green. I asked you about it, but you like Jalen Green as the player? What's your scouting report on Jalen Green? You've seen the kid play. Honestly, I didn't see him play. Uh, last year was the bubble year where the G League went to Orlando, and we didn't have Oh, him. yeah. So you only did – they I only played like, 16 games or something, too. They're right. Yeah, they it was not a normal season. They only yeah. played 16 games. But, you know, honestly <sighs> – you know, I, I think he needs more playing time. But if he if he finds the right team, if he gets if he gets put into the right system, as you see with a guy like Devin Booker, look, he, 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 Green could turn out to be a good NBA player. It's just all right place, right fit, right coach to make it all happen. Right? You I mean, doing summer league games? Uh, that's up in the air. I know for sure I'll be watching the summer league as I prep for the this upcoming G League season. I mean, I've been watching combines and uh, watching more European basketball. It's, it's not like you're saying, Gabe. It's, it's nonstop basketball now with uh, the summer approaching, and as, as more teams start to get serious with the NBA G League, 
it's time to scout more players and you know it's even with the, the TBT with the, the basketball tournament coming up some of those guys might get poked to a, a G League roster so it's all about watching as much basketball as you can yeah um there's 64 teams in the in the TBT this year 64 um, it's too many. Yeah, is it is it a little too much? It's like it's kind of like when a store uh, at Caribou Coffee. There used to be a big chain here in the United States. If you get oversaturated in the market, it kind of spoils the taste. Sometimes smaller is the better. Maybe twenty four teams were okay. No, That's no, a but too much. It was. It used to be sixty four. They went to twenty four because of the pandemic. All right. They went. They went to sixty-four. They went to twenty-four. But I do agree, it's a lot. I don't even know how they find sixty-four teams, to be honest. But, uh, but they did, and I've already gone over them. I got to dig in deeper, obviously. But I've got I've got four, five, four, five, six contenders circled. A couple of the usual suspects. There's a couple of new teams in the mix. But I remember, and as I say to guys, that was the game. It was against Angola. The United States played Angola in the first game in the Olympics, and it was like they were minus 58-point favorites. I'm going to see the exact point spreads here. Uh, but, yeah, the USA beat them 116-48. to 48. It's not that bad, actually. It's not. You know what I mean? They kind of took it easy on them. 116, so what was that? They beat them by 52, and uh, so they beat them by 68 points. <laughs> I think they laid 58. They covered. I remember I laid the points in the game. And everyone, because everyone ripped the U.S. after, and and whatever, man, they were like uh, the Angola guys, like were getting pictures and were like asking for autographs and stuff after. Yeah, it was it was an, it was an honor to be slaughtered by Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. I mean, you're proud to get a poster by uh, nobody. One of these guys, nobody gave them a game. Like nobody gave them a game. Like they beat Angola 116 to 48, they beat Croatia 103 to 70. That was a big hype game, and they smoked them by 33. They beat Germany 111 to 68. They beat Brazil 127 to 83. They beat Spain 122 to 81. They beat Puerto Rico 115 to 77. They beat Lithuania 127 to 76, and in a gold medal game, they beat Croatia again 117 85. That's why they're the dream team. Seriously, we do this 20. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 seven as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. talking sports this is the sports grid radio network you're listening to sports grid late night with gabe marinzi on sports grid radio sirius xm channel 204 my name's bobby and i am an addict you know you folks aren't here because you're gamblers you are here because you are terrible gamblers okay bobby these folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing they just need to get better at it All right, man, I got basketball fever here now. I tell you, man, 
you know, it was the Montreal Canadiens played the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And there was a lot of talk about, oh, Vegas, great hockey town and stuff. And you know what? They have a successful franchise. But what Vegas is, Vegas is basketball USA, Julio. Like, Las Vegas is the basketball capital now. Like, that is, you look at the college tournaments, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah how many? They got like five, six. I don't know how many. They're even adding more with the new arena they have in Henderson. Um, uh, they got like a million college basketball tournaments. They got the Pac-12 tournament, the Mountain West tournament, the, uh, I don't know. What I've else? been there for the WAC. The WAC tournament. Um, there's a few West more. Conference. <laughs> WC, like, yeah, 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 wait, thank you, Gonzaga, St. Mary's at Orleans. Exactly. Yeah, the Pac-12 at, uh, at the T-Mobile used to be at MGM. Uh, the Mountain West at the Thomas and Mac, and now T-Mobile. Yeah, we can go on. But that's also like uh, NBA Summer League. And if you're an NBA fan, if you're that's like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm telling you this for, for NBA fans right now tuning in. If you're an NBA fan, you've got to go to the NBA Summer League. That's like the, it's like the coolest thing. Like that's where you're going to see. Now this year it's a little different because it's the Olympics and it's off a of pandemic and the season ended later. So next year, Summer League, Hell, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make a point to go. It's just awesome. Like, I remember when I lived there, I did shows out of the Thomas and Mack Center with uh, with um, Jorge Gonzalez on Fox Sports Radio there, Fox Sports Radio, and uh, and um, and it's just you know you're standing there, you got Mark Cuban walking, like everybody's there, Larry Bird, like every GM, every president, and like a who's who. All a lot of the NBA stars go and are just hanging out type thing, and it's real cool. Like in the casino, after you'll see the players in the casino from the you know, uh, you know, big time prospects and stuff. That's why they like it in Vegas. It's like a test for the players early. Like they, you know, they're like, all right, let's see what happens with this kid in Vegas for the first time in a month here during the summer league. See if he can handle this. Because if you can't handle Vegas in the summer league, how are you going to handle traveling, going to Chicago, New York, and Miami and stuff like that, right? So, like, yep. they, you know what I mean? It's, it's a good place for it. But it's just, it's basketball. It's the basketball hub, man. They got games going on at the same time. And I remember in the old days, they'd have, like, point spreads for, like, you know, the Laker game or a few, you know, a few games. Now it's like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars are bet on the summer league and stuff. Every game's on national television. Now, I remember I'm such a DJ, Julio, in the old days, like, watching online and stuff. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, I would, I would go. I'd be like, yeah, I bet on the game, and the only way to see it is to go. Now, every game has in-game betting on it. Like, it's completely, like, the Summer League's massive now. It's great stuff. I'm glad it's back this year. All right, so what are your, uh, let's start off with your Copa. You better pick Argentina or uh, Julio, uh, Julio uh, Matias is going to hang up on you. You're going to lose your phone yeah. connection. Uh, going Argentina to uh, lift the trophy, plus 125. Oh. At FanDuel, yeah. So that means, again, for those who are unfamiliar with soccer betting, usually that three-way line that you see, it has to be, you have to win your bet at 90 minutes. So it's win, lose, or draw. So to win the trophy, it's sort of an insurance policy. If the match goes to extra time, like we've seen in both competitions, Copa, Copa America and in the European Championships, it allows you, again, that insurance. If it goes to extra time, they win in penalties, or in the extra time, you win your bet. And for Argentina, plus 145 to lift the trophy, I think it's a great bet. Wow. Well, you, like, you, you like what he's talking about, huh, Matias? You like this prediction? I know Matias was surprised to see the Argentinians are uh, plus 290. 
They're, they were they were plus two ninety. What's your take, uh, Matthias, on this match? You're always uh, non-biased. You actually noticed the homer pick here, the Clippers. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Clippers man. Actually, what do you got here in this game? Sergeant, at the end of the day, it will be a tough game for them. Uh, it's up to the coach to see where he puts his guys. You know, it's who's going to start, who's going to not. Uh, Scott Loney's been making a lot of mistakes for Argentina with the lineup nearly every single game. If he starts by Dennis in the middle, they're going to have a long day because Argentina needs to solidify that midfield against Brazil if they want any chance on winning. And if, they, if they're going to start Leandro Paredes, that's going to be a bad move because he's a walking foul. He doesn't stop any play. He's slow, he's slow in speed. I just don't like him. And, and it seems like the coach got the hint a couple games ago because he was benched, and then he started him again the other game. It's been a back-and-forth affair with Argentina and their coach. So it's all about the lineup. If, if, if he nails the lineup, you know, if he puts in Aguero, if he puts in Di Maria at the right time, he doesn't wait till the last 15 minutes of the game, uh, they have a chance to win because Argentina right now, they're a very together group. They have the sense of belief that they can win this Copa, and it's been in the back of their minds since the last time they got eliminated, actually, in the Copa America against Brazil, where they lost 2-0. And uh, so it's been in the back of their mind. Messi needs to grab a trophy. This is a chance to do it. Uh, this is the 108th time they're going to be playing. Brazil has won 43 times, Argentina 39 uh, they most recently met in the 2019 semifinals of this tournament. Brazil uh, won 2-0 in that match. It's not the uh, first time. So they've been, they played in the final before. Brazil defeated Argentina in consecutive Copa finals, 2004 and 2007, for, uh, winning on penalties after a 2-2 draw, and then they beat them 3-0. So history is not on Argentina's side uh, here. And honestly, I'll tell you what, Julio, and... You know, I, I'm not. I I don't like getting into the big soccer debates. I don't pretend to be the biggest soccer uh, historian in the world, even though I've been watching a long time. But I'm just saying, for me, I don't see Messi win a lot of things, and I hear a lot of excuses all the time. Right? Oh, it's his teammates' fault all the time. Whatever, dude. What? Will your teammates suck on every team that you're on all the time? So I don't want to like start a riot here and say he's overrated or anything. But I see Ronaldo like carrying teams for the last 20 years and I see excuses for Messi all the time as as Matthias just stated you know how about a big time win here I know he's putting up big stats but how about a big time win for the uh, for the country they haven't done it in a long time he doesn't have that signature win man he ain't winning the World Cup this is it but this is in Brazil uh you guys so you're on board too Julio. you're taking uh you're taking uh you're taking Argentina huh? Yeah, taking Argentina to win, and I mean, it, 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 this was in in some layman's eyes. Some people thought it wasn't a big deal when they saw Lionel Messi sing the Argentinian national anthem. But I mean, Matthias, was it a big deal for you? Was it an actual big deal in Argentina? Because Messi, since he was what a teenager, has been in Barcelona. He's Catalonian, right? He's Grew up in the academy. He's played in Barcelona. In some people's eyes, he's not. He hasn't really lived up to the hype of being the best player in the world for Argentina and in World Cup finals and Copa Americas. I think this is the year, as Matias mentioned earlier. This is actually like a, a together group, a team with no controversy coming into the tournament. There's no fans at the Maracanã for this tournament as well. So. I think this is the year for Argentina to win a big tournament. And remember that goalie as well the other night in penalty kicks. Like, yeah, Martinez. 
Yeah, I mean, that to me, that shows confidence. If you have a keeper that is as confident as he is to trash talk another opponent, telling them, look, you, you're not going to make this, you have no confidence, I think that says a yeah. lot to the rest of the group. And I, I, I think Argentina are going to finally do it for Messi. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because, yeah, that was epic. It really was. I was watching it live, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's unbelievable. He's the way he's talking to these guys. You never guys, hear but... that, right? You never yeah, hear but... that when there's a large stadium. Like, it, was, it was interesting to watch on television. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, you could hear more of the lack of fans. But I was laughing. It's true when the kid on Columbia booted the ball into the stands and it <laughs> ricocheted off the seats. It was cool. He scored the goal. He's like, screw you. He scores the goal and he boots it into the stands. But, you know, the, the, those kids on Columbia, some of those kids look nervous, right? Brazil's not, you know, you, this guy ain't going to be trash talking Brazil. Well, we'll see if he does. Well, we'll see if he does. There's pressure on Neymar here, too. I don't know. I don't want to upset Matthias, but I'm not as uh, sure as you guys are about, like, uh, you guys just seem to be discounting Brazil pretty easily here. You're discounting Brazil pretty easily, Matthias. And for the record, Matthias, you sound like you're in Argentina right now. What's going on here? Like, you're connect- you sound like you're in Argentina. <laughs> oh, our connection's not good today. Joining us from Buenos Aires. Like, what's going on here? Uh... Uh, Julio's connection's fine. Julio sounds like he's in studio with me here. All right, so what about the over-under? It's two and a half. I'm surprised it's shaded to the under here. Uh, nearly minus 200 to the under. Yeah, I saw 190 earlier the day. Too much pulp for me, but, I mean, if you, if you, if you think it's going to be an under... Why, yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, why not just do over two goals on the Asian handicap? So if it's 1-1, you get your money back if it's 1-1 going in the extra time. But I agree. I, I, wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's 1-1, 75th minute, and we see a spectacular goal from either side to win it. Man, it's going to be a dramatic. Will there be a red card? Will a player be sent off? <laughs> you know what? I don't know if there'll be a red card, but... You know there's going to be a lot of cards given to this game. It's going to be real chippy stuff. Real, yeah, real chippy. I'm trying to find if some if someone can talk to someone at FanDuel, if they can do an over-under on yellow cards for both the Copa America and the European Championship, Like I'm willing to throw down as much as I can because I think both <laughs> are going to be very – I think both, especially England, Italy, I think I think that's going to be a very cagey match. Very cagey. I, yeah, I would – I would say more in Argentina and Brazil, just because they're nut jobs. Uh, I, I would think there'd be less cards, Julio, less cards in um, in Italy and England. But that's that's my opinion. All right, so who are you taking? Who are you taking in uh, England and Italy, Julio? I'm going to do under two goals on the Asian handicap, minus one seventeen. I'm going to do Italy on the money line, plus two oh five to win in the ninety minutes and give me Italy to lift the trophy at even money. I love this Italian side. I thought after the group stage, it was a weak group that, that they were a part of, but I was taken away after the Belgian match. Still a little disappointed in the way Belgium attacked in the second half, but you got to tip your cap to the way they, they, they've gone to the final. It's a tougher road compared to what England had to do, and England had to you know, thank their lucky stars that Raheem Sterling is known for a player that likes to dive in the box. Otherwise, yeah, he's in the Olympics. Different teams. 
He's going to be in the Olympics after the uh, he's on the he's on the swim team, the dive team, uh, the diving team. Absolutely, so, yeah, he's on the diving team. Look, I, I think Italy is going to win. I've been impressed this entire tournament. I think Roberto Mancini and the, this young Italian group are going to are going to find a way to win in the ninety minutes. All all the values on Italy. I still feel this way. I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, prior to the England Scotland match. The finals in Wembley. If it's tight, if it's close, late. In the late stages of the match, if Italy have the lead, those uh, English fans are going to be depressed. I think it's going to filter through to the English team as well. But all the value with me is for Italy. Julio, all right, Julio. We'll get you out on the other side. We'll just get your take and see if you got some White Sox picks for us on the way out. Uh, Cubs lose tonight. They had an 11-game losing streak snap. They win a game, and then they suck again right away. I think Italy and England is going to be tied after 90 minutes. That's what I'm going to be betting. I think it's going to be tied. I do agree. England, uh, this whole Euro thing was stupid with teams playing at home. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Management class. All right, I'm, I'm, I've never been on this site before. To combo, right now, Julio. I'm on the uh, I'm on the British version of StubHub here. All right, so all right, so cheapest ticket to get in right now. Cheapest ticket. So we're just wondering. You want to go to the game, man? This is a hot ticket. Wembley Stadium, England Euro final, 75% capacity only. I can get you guys in the building. For about four thousand pounds, which is uh, three thousand no three thousand and ninety three pounds. I think that's about six seven thousand dollars. Yeah, that's not bad. I've got some Bitcoin lying around. I think I could uh, spare a few. People were charging charging like uh, in Montreal, man. The guys who won twenty four thousand dollars a ticket. That's for the cheapest ticket. I'm seeing here. I'm on the British websites here. The most expensive tickets are going like the the uh, the high end tickets are fifty thousand pounds. Fifty thousand. Yeah. So what's that? That's probably about what seventy five thousand. Let's see, British uh, British pound. I'm trying to find UK here. It's a little, little out of your price range, I think, Julio. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a tad bit out of my range. As a, as a G League, uh, as a G League announcer, <laughs> as a G yes, League. Right. I, I, okay. I need a, I need a win, I need I need a big parlay or maybe win uh, circa millions and uh, I'll get there. Oh, I think it's euros actually. So yeah, this, the website's dealing with euros. Three thousand and ninety-three euros. 
Julio Rosario. So, Julio, any baseball picks on the way out? Any Chicago insight? Yeah, White Sox, they play the Orioles all weekend. 42, 42 wins this year over one and a half. So take them on the run line. Cubs stink. Save the Cubs. They play the Cardinals this weekend. The Windy City Sports Report. May the winners be yours, Julio. You too, guys. Take care. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.